The Twins walk off the Tigers for their fifth straight victory. Let's break it down on today's Lockdown Twins postcast. You are Locked On Twins postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. And welcome to another edition of our Lockdown Twins postcast. I'm the host of Lockdown Twins, Nash Walker. Not here with Brandon Warren tonight. Brandon is at softball. So Brandon is hitting dingers for his softball team tonight. Unable to join me, but he sends his love and his admiration. I love brownies, but you know what I love more? Brownie batter. Sometimes I eat half the batter just while I'm making the brownies. Imagine if you could lick that brownie spatula clean and get some protein in. Go to Built.com. And get brownie batter puffs now. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Again, I'm sorry. Brandon is at softball, but we got to roll on with our postcast. So we're here to recap a Twins walk-off winner at home in the series opener against the Tigers. Chris Archer started this game, thought he was very good. Struggled a little bit in the fourth inning. Gets pulled after the fourth. And they go to Griffin Jacks right there. And this was, you know, for Jacks a down performance for what we've seen most of the year. Uh, just, you know, leaving sliders up. Jonathan Scope got to him. The command wasn't quite there. And the Tigers just battled. The Twins went up 4 nothing on a Max Kepler grand slam. The Tigers battled all the way back. And the Twins' offense just went to sleep. They went to sleep in the second half of this game. Actually, in the final seven innings of this game, it wasn't until Max Kepler drew a ninth-inning walk against Andrew Chafin. Bold decision to me. For A.J. Hinch to go to Chafin instead of Gregory Soto in that spot with three lefties coming up, did not go to his best left-handed reliever, and Soto instead goes to Chafin. I was mildly surprised by that move, but it's a tie game. You're the road team. There's a rule for that, and probably saving Soto for a 10th inning. They don't get there, and that's the risk you take when you make a decision like that. Kepler draws a walk to lead it off. We've seen just the plate appearances against left-handed pitchers this year for Kepler have been so good and he's back to taking it's not hitting homers every time against lefties like the power is still there against righties a majority of the time but taking good plate appearances drawing walks doing a good job of making lefties work last year and the year before even felt like quick outs for him against left-handed pitchers and really outside of 2019 just hasn't been good against lefties at all and this is still a small sample heading into I believe Sunday of the Royal Series the Twins had seen the second most left-handed pitchers most second most at bats against lefties through that day and Kepler seen a lot of them but I still think that this is a small enough sample where you wonder if he's going to you know come back to the mean come back to the middle and you're going to see those numbers and those splits divide but so far Max Kepler has been really really good for the twins and I, I gotta tip my cap to him and I owe it to him because this offseason in a lot of last year talking about Max Kepler's struggles talking about the future for Max Kepler. Would he be traded this offseason? If you do trade him, can you get anything in return? Do you have to eat money on his contract? So many questions. And, you know, what team would be willing to trade for Max Kepler and then give you major league talent in return? Twins never made it. They never made us analyze it because they didn't trade Max Kepler. And right now it looks like a really good decision. He's hitting in the middle of the order. He's sitting at the top of the lineup when he's there. He hit second yesterday. He hit fifth today. And you're just seeing what can happen. When Kepler's going right, and at times, 
as we know, and Brandon and I have, have talked about here, at any given time, any hitter in this lineup can get hot and take control of an offense. Justin Morneau talks about it as well. It's true for all these guys. And I will say, in the ninth inning, Gio Rochelle gets the big hit yesterday, right, to take the lead. He comes up there in the ninth inning. You got first and third, one out. You knew he was going to put the ball in play. Gio Urshela, I believe, is grounded into 10 double plays this year. That probably should have been another double play. Bounced off the glove of Baez, the drawn-in infield. It's not a double play. The run scores. But that's been the difference so far. And I know we're hearing a ton about it, but it's true. A lot of guys in this lineup are hitting the ball the other way, getting the bat on the ball, putting the ball in play when they need to, and understanding situations. Gio Urshela understands in that situation yesterday. He understands in the situation today that you don't need to hit a homer. Like you don't need to hit a double to the gap. You need to score that run from third base. And I, I believe yesterday his main goal was I'm hitting this ball to right field to try to get a base hit. I think today his main goal was I'm putting this ball in play somewhere. Because as you've seen, and as we saw with the Tigers last series when the Twins walked them off, Good things can happen when you put the ball in play. I don't necessarily agree with the good things happen when you put the ball in play because the Twins put the ball in play a lot tonight and there were a lot of outs, a lot of weak contacts. But sometimes it does benefit you to put that ball in play. And just see, just see, even if it's weak and especially when there's a runner on third base and less than two outs, it's usually going to benefit a team to hit the ball somewhere, somewhere in fair territory, not a pop-up like Gary Sanchez. That would be the, the one out there. But just hit the ball somewhere on the ground, you know, in the air, in the outfield, and that run's going to score from third more often than not. That was awesome to see from Urshela. And they do have a lot of guys. And I was pushing this when people were saying early on, this is a homer-reliant lineup, because it was early on. But I was pushing really hard. Like, they have a lot of guys who hit for contact. Like Jorge Polanco, Luis Arise, Max Kepler doesn't strike out very much. He, he makes contact frequently, even though, again, some of the times it's not good contact, good hard contact. Gio Urshela makes a lot of contact, right? They have a lot of Carlos Correa doesn't strike out that much either. He was striking out at the beginning of the year, but historically doesn't strike out a whole lot, puts the ball in play. So a lot of the guys in these lineup, a majority of these guys, especially without Miguel Sano, are going to do that. And that's going to be their goal. And that's been refreshing for sure. But you can see the flip side of that, which is, Tonight, the Twins get a big grand slam from Max Kepler, and then the offense just shuts down. And as I said, not a ton of strikeouts, just a lot of weak contact, not getting that big hit. And it felt like they were going to lose this game. And it was uh, it was a great walk-off winner in the series opener. So if we look ahead now, as Brandon and I always do again, Brandon at softball tonight. So Brandon's at softball, but I, I believe he'll be back with me tomorrow night. As I'm speaking, Brandon is hitting a home run at his softball game. So it's worth it in the end. For just me, for me to be here. But looking forward, the Tigers, the Twins have been so fortunate, I think, early on to play teams when they're in downswings. A lot of these teams they're playing are not playing good baseball at the time they come to Target Field or the time the Twins go on the road to go play a club. The Tigers right now are so decimated in their rotation. Warder Rodriguez is out. Tarek Skubal is not going to pitch till Thursday. Thought he was going to pitch Wednesday in this series. No, he's going to pitch Thursday. Casey Mize, injured list. Matt Manning, injured list. They're TBD the next two days for their starter. Tonight they start Alvin Rodriguez, who I'd never heard of, and I follow this every single day for years. Never heard of him starting tonight. Like they don't have viable starters to put out there. So this would have been a big win for them. And they were in a position to win this game and they didn't. Now I think it sets up beautifully for the Twins. You got Sonny Gray tomorrow. You can win this series tomorrow. 
uh, with a good sunny gray start and then hopefully go for the sweep on Wednesday. And, and if you can't find a way to win tomorrow, you get another opportunity Wednesday with Dylan Bundy again versus to be determined. The twins are putting themselves in a really good spot. They just are. They're finding ways to win when a lot of last year they found ways to lose so far this year. They are finding ways to win and they're 10 games above 500, which is awesome. Twins win tonight. Twins walk off the Tigers. Max Kepler had a wonderful game. The game crown goes to Max Kepler. Chris Archer with a good start. Twins bullpen at the end. Emilio Pagan was very, very good in two innings. And the Twins found a way again, like they did yesterday, like they did the day before, like they did the before that, the day before that. Finding ways to win these games, that's five in a row. Thanks so much for tuning into the Lockdown Twins postcast. Brandon will be back tomorrow. So come back, join us tomorrow. Like, subscribe, comment on YouTube, Lockdown Sports Minnesota. Thank you so much for joining me tonight, and we'll talk tomorrow.